Where's the manager? <laughs> Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Welcome to Car Selling Secrets, sponsored by Walzer Automotive Group. You're tuned in to episode 86, the podcast they said would never last. I think we'll hit 100 and just have a big party and call it a deal. Join, uh, uh, I think it's your third time on, isn't it? Uh, uh, just Beth, tell us who you are. Andy Swanson. I was here for episode six, and I didn't think you'd make it to 86. So, <laughs> <laughs> and also, so we're immediate agreement. <laughs> Love it. Andy Brant Bernard. And as always, phoning and it in. <laughs> Tommy boy, Tommy boy, that's all I know. We'll be right back after this exciting half an hour commercial from Michael Bryant. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. We are back. Episode 86 of Car Selling Secrets. Um, it, joining us in studio is uh, is uh, Andy Swanson. He's I've known Andy for, God, 15 years now? It's been a while. It's been a long time. Yeah. He is the general manager of our Hyundai store up in Brooklyn Park. And I think third time on the podcast. And he's the guy that, he, I, he was one of the first guests we had in episode six, apparently. Uh, something like that. And he goes, yeah, you know, when you asked me to, to uh, do the podcast, I, I guess I didn't connect the fact that Tom Bernard was the co-host and that there's like a whole ton. I figured it was just eight people in their mom's basements listening to the I, show. I give you a little more credit. Yes. I said I thought there'd be 800 people in their basement <laughs> listening to the show. And, and then I show up. I'm like, who's your co-host? Tom Bernard. I'm like, wait, this isn't what I signed up for at all. <laughs> You were on oh, episode well, 27, by the way. Oh, was it 27? 27. Yes. Episode 27, uh, that would have been Well, on... he's been on more than once, though. Yeah, I think I... he was in one of the single-digit guys. Was, on... was he? Yep. Anyway, it doesn't yeah. matter. So we it were, does matter. We were talking right <laughs> in the break. There's some kind of breaking news right now that's going to affect Hyundai, I think, pretty dramatically. and Oh, well, and, it's and crazy. consumers in general. Yeah, I think it's crazy. I don't know that it's going to affect Hyundai. Um, I, I mean, I just think it's affecting all of us right now. The the supply shortages coming out of different parts of the world, and particularly semiconductors, are actually shutting down manufacturing plants. So you're going to see inventory become, I'd actually say, more competitive. I mean, because the customer, the manufacturers are going to be fighting for customers. 
Second year in a row, really. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And what you would have thought would have happened last year if you told me that we were going to have fewer cars is I would have thought fewer incentives and fewer deals. But what really happened was, I mean, everybody doubled down to fight for the customers that are out there. So now you're seeing more customers than ever as people are kind of coming out of the bubble. Um, And at the same time, you're seeing increased incentives and shockingly fewer cars. It's a crazy thing to live through. Yeah. Well, the manufacturers have always wanted to kill each other. I mean, yeah. it is a blood sport. <laughs> they really do. It's consistent, right? Like somebody drops 0% for 60, somebody else does 0 for 72. Yeah. How high can we go? Yeah. Zero forever. Yeah. Free cars. Come on in. So is Hyundai, are they somewhat sheltered from this microchip shortage or... Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a cool time to be me, right? Like they've got, um, they've got. I'm in to be better, humble. I mean, no, I'm just saying it's better to be lucky than good. I mean, I wake up and you know, usually if you're, you know, there's tiers of manufacturers, and Hyundai's got a great product, but you know, Toyota and Honda still outsell us three to one, right? Yeah. So you don't, you don't wake up every day with a line of fifty people out the door. But right now we've got really good product, and I've got a really good supply, and you know I'm waking up every day with a line of twenty people out the door. It's it's kind of crazy. Like we go to bed with twenty scheduled appointments for the next day sometimes. And I think actually that guy that I copied you on that email is coming in today via yeah. Tucson. Yeah, it's um it is cool, and then we've got the new Tucson coming, and that's um that's something. You know, I did a little research uh, because Hyundai's product line has grown dramatically since I was the new car director a million years ago. And they're building some cool stuff, that, but it's only being sold in cer- certain markets. Uh, the electric Kona, uh, the Nexo, they actually have a hydrogen-powered car that they're only selling in California. The fully electric uh, Kona has only been sold in, I think, 12 or 13 states. Yeah, they're, so you're going to see that hit... Uh, they've said this year. I don't believe it. I think you're going to see it in 2022. Okay. I think you're going to see a significant number of them. I mean, we're. I, I don't know if we've talked about it on air, but we're building a new Hyundai building up in Brooklyn Park, um, most likely starting this year at some point. It's really cool because we've got um, the double lot. You're with, the last soldier, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Paul, Paul loves and Andrew love building buildings and. The yeah. Hyundai store was out. Well, you and Toyota, I think, were always the last. Well, and the other part is, is if you ask the GM of Toyota, he's probably been saying for 10 years, where's my building? And when they asked me, Andy, do you want a new building? I was like, yeah, that means more rent. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like, I'm fine. But we're building a new building. We're going to knock down the old used car building and put up a Taj Mahunday and... Uh, and uh, once we do that, we'll be set for electric. I mean, we're going to have essentially level two and level three charging stations, the whole kit and caboodle. I was reading about this cone, and it sounds pretty cool. It's it so is. it's a thirty-seven thousand dollar MSRP, but it'll still qualify for the federal track tax rebate. So it brings it down to about thirty. It's a two hundred and sixty mile range, and. It's pretty decent. I mean, $30,000 is still $30,000, but that is under the average selling price of a car right now, which is, I think, last I checked, about thirty-eight. Well, the other trick is this. have you? You're not talking about a base Kona, right? So if you go to my store right now, I have a base Kona for $20,000, but I have a fully loaded one for $30,000, and the yeah. thing's fully loaded at that price. The crazy part, though, is have you driven one of these in all-electric, like a Tesla? Uh, yes. 
the acceleration will just about put you off. Now, just so lot. you yes, know, Tom, I think, was the first Tesla owner in the state of Minnesota. Were you? That, yep, I was. Yeah, yeah the Roadster. I had the, the Roadster, yep. That's yeah. 15 years God, ago. Even oh, then, the acceleration ago. would just... Oh, God, yeah. Uh, it felt more like a go-kart than a Kona. Yeah. <laughs> it did, yeah, that's true. I mean, the top speed on a Kona is not the top speed on a gas engine, but it'll get to 80 miles per hour so fast you can blink. I mean, yeah. it's, they're fun. Yeah, they are. They're really... I really liked it a lot. It's the bricking thing, Andy. You probably know about this, that no. that if, you're, uh, ba- if your battery went dead, uh, you could not move the car. You couldn't even push it off to the side of the road. You'd have to leave it right where it was. And I went, I'm not driving something like that. Not, not happening. Huh. Right? I actually didn't know about that. Yep, that was the problem with the early Teslas. When they died, they were dead. <laughs> huh. Hyundai's are much better. We don't do that. Everybody yeah. come by a Kona. See? Come... Come and, come and buy one. Let's go. I won't have That's them true. for a year and a half, but let's right. be clear. Get on the waiting list today <laughs> you know, before Andy changes his mind. We can get them. The problem is there's just so few out there, and they're incentivizing them, and they're selling like hotcakes on the coast. Yeah. Right? So I, I do think 2022 you'll see a significant influx. I, I think the big thing this year, especially in the second half, is going to be um, – this is going to sound crazy – but the hybrid SUVs coming out are so completely different than what hybrids have been. Now they have more power than the gas engines yeah. and better acceleration. I know for a couple of months, for the first time ever, the new RAV, not to talk about Toyota, but we do sell Toyotas as well, but the RAV4 hybrid outsold the regular gas power one. Uh, well, and I, I'm expecting some of that. We have, a, we have an all-new Santa Fe and an all-new Tucson, both with hybrid versions, both coming. Santa Fe will be here in like three weeks in a hybrid, and the uh, Tucson is likely, well, the Tucson will be landing at the end of this month. Um, so about three weeks to 22. Yep. And then the hybrid's probably three months out, maybe four. But when you look at the specs on it, that's the fast one. Yeah. I mean, it gets better fuel economy, and it, it's, it's got real pickup. Yep. So we're expecting to see it's going to go from a niche product to a real product quick. One of the things that I think Hyundai might be the first company to come up with this is the digital key. Yeah. So what that is, uh, is finally a manufacturer went, everybody carries smartphones around. Why don't we just turn your smartphone into the key for the car? It's, I, I think mean, it's cool. It is a neat deal. It's, honestly, it's a fun time to sell this product. I, you know, when I met Doug, um, it had to have been 08. Yeah. We were just getting ready for the recession. Yeah, we were just <laughs> buckle up, right? Like, here it comes. So uh, my home's in foreclosure, and I meet Doug. Everybody else is with me, too. Um, so I, I meet Doug in, like, 08. And I remember I worked at Hyundai when we opened that place in 09. And I think about where the product line was then. It was super reliable, and everything was gold on tan. And it's bo- I mean, like, we only sold cars in gold on tan was the impression I was left with. But... Now, uh, the product line's fantastic. It's fun. Hey, my son uh, totaled his sister's car, and a 2010 Elantra touring wagon saved his life. Walked away without a scratch after broadsiding somebody that ran a stoplight wow. at about 50. Oh. So, in fairness, I think most modern cars uh, are, are that safe. It's just, it's, it's impressive as a parent that, that it, it's good to know that the cars are 
trying to think of a better way to put this. Had that been me doing that when I was his age, I'd probably be dead. I remember to, I remember totaling out, all right, this is an 82 Chevette, right? Remember those? Was it Chevette? Was that yeah. the little four-cylinder Yeah, my sister drove a trap? diesel one when she went to Duke. It's zero to 60 and never. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a solid 30 seconds to get up to highway speed in yeah. the right-hand lane. But I, I remember driving that thing, getting in a total loss accident, and I had injuries in the front where I hit the steering wheel and injuries in the back where the rear seat tore out and hit me, oh. right? So uh, they're safer now, it turns out. It's monumentally <laughs> different. <laughs> We should probably take a quick uh, break, and we'll be right back with another segment of Car Selling Secrets. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com because life is expensive enough. There are definitely things to avoid during a Minnesota winter, like licking a flagpole or waiting too long to replace that car battery. But number one on the list is taking a chance on your furnace. Hey, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, reminding you that a furnace clean and tune will improve efficiency, reliability, and peace of mind. Or maybe it's time to take advantage of Sabre's rebates and upgrade to an energy-efficient Bryant system. Don't take chances on your comfort. Visit SabreHeating.com. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin, is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. We are back with episode 86 of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. In studio with us is my friend and the general manager of Walzer Hyundai, Andy Swanson. I'm going to tell you a funny story about, I always get Brooklyn Park and Brooklyn Center mixed up. It's like they named sure. two towns right next to each other, almost the same thing. So for a long time on the morning show, I'd refer to it as Eastern Maple Grove, which I thought that was really kind of funny, right? <laughs> So if you don't know where the store is, Tom, you know where it is because you got yep. kicked out of the Walmart right across the parking lot. The, the Hyundai store That's is between correct. Walmart and uh, Fleet Farm. Um, didn't she tell you to, what happened? I can't remember well, the story. Well, here you go. So uh, my wife calls me, Andy, and says, uh, could you pick up some uh, some salt for the, uh, the water softener? And I said, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm right here on 81. I can do that, no problem. So I go into uh, Walmart. And I walk up there as a young African-American woman, and I said, excuse me, could you tell me where the water softener salt is? She looks at me and says, why did you go shop at Target with all the other white people? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> yes, I, I can do that. Thank you. So any... Not, a, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say not very welcoming, but, no. you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, she's on the Chamber of Commerce now. 
<laughs> exactly. I thought you looked at her like, what the hell is wrong with you? I'm under contractual agreement to tell no stories about that Walmart, but they are all there. I mean, <laughs> I'm never allowed to park in their parking lot again if I tell the stories, but the stories no, exist. You're right. <laughs> oh, I so, understand. They so do. To finish the Eastern Maple Grove deal, this is probably four years ago, um, we were looking at buying uh, being a franchisee of this thing called the tommy wash which was like this really cool high-end car wash and makes that, a lot yeah. of money and but trying to find a spot for it was was difficult so uh the cfo uh david flavin really should have had on this podcast before he quit he was an interesting cat too uh, and i would go around to these city uh uh, planning commission meetings and meet all the you know and trying to figure out where the good possible spot was so we went up to uh, brooklyn park and had a meeting with the city planner and the first thing she says after we sit down in the office is are you the smart ass that calls it eastern maple grove i'm like oh shit <laughs> big kq listeners it. and it was just so funny and i love i apologize it. and i think i actually talked about it on the radio about how lovely they were we never did wind up building any of those we they wound up buying all those luxury stores in wichita and expanding the company in different ways but it was it was interesting to meet the city planners i think all of them are kq they're all women tom and they're all kq listeners it was the weirdest thing it's funny you say that like it, you'd be i my experience in dealing with city planners is not exactly a thrilling moment in my life yeah. um, but i've dealt with brooklyn park about three times and they've been great yeah every time yeah they were they were super That's nice, nice. Yeah. and helpful they said look at this property this one's coming for sale pretty soon and they were you know they were great yeah, you wouldn't expect it. Well, I mean, they're huge too. They got eighty thousand people. It's yeah, much bigger than you'd think. Yeah, it's far north. I love it. There's no question. But no, I, I th one thing I should mention is that KQ's audience in the last uh, couple of years has blown up with women. Women, women have come around and and love the show. It, it, I mean, not that they didn't before, but in really big numbers now, which is kind of cool. Are you going to take credit for being the eye candy and driving them in? Yes, you know, if I wasn't so damn handsome, <laughs> I don't know what we'd do. Uh, yes, that's it. So, uh, seriously, what do you think's made the change? That is interesting. I I think it's because I we talk. They do mention this to me all the time. The fact that I talk openly about how much I love my wife and my children and my grandchildren, and you know that I that I one thing they really love and it's true. I didn't make it up. Was that I don't take orders from men. I only take orders from women because I was raised by women. Yeah. They love that. They probably just use Absolutely. that to beat up their own husbands. It's, it probably goes like this. You know, <laughs> even that a-hole Tom Bernard's nice to his wife. What's your problem, buddy? Exactly right. That's exactly what's happening. You're right. No, I do. I, I, and they're funny women. They're, they're just terrific. They really are. I, I've noticed that KQ listeners do have a kind of a twisted sense of humor about them. I get a lot of emails from them, and I get one, sure. one from a guy couple weeks ago and i don't remember what store it was it was not hyundai but we had done something wrong it's bad communication and he started out with ah dougie you've been listening to you for blah 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 blah. listen to kq da, 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 and here's the problem and i said you know you apparently didn't read the rule book your first communication can't be a complaint so why don't you tell us what a great company we are and how much you love tom and then maybe we can work on solving this <laughs> And I get back. Love it. You F and A hole. <laughs> With, you know, <laughs> smiley faces and stuff. It's 
love that. That's a great story. No, it is good. It's just, uh, and I think that that's, it, it happens when people get a little bit older. And I'm not saying the KQ listeners are, are old, but we run into that in the car business is that when sure. we do have problems with older buyers, they're kind of used, they understand how the process works. Not everything's going to be perfect and we can fix it. The toughest ones are are usually the 25-year-olds. It's like, oh my God, there's a scratch on the underside of my muffler and I need to call the attorney general. It's like, just <laughs> relax a little here. You know, it's funny. It's, it's the hardest little. part you run into right now is, um, it, like literally, I try and do the most transparent possible selling. Right, like that's really would be what my mantra is. Yeah. Some of them are cheaper because some of them aren't as nice, right? The hard part is, and it's it's almost I'm giving your consumers a lot of credit here. How can you tell from pictures? You get online and you look at 47 photos of a car, and you're not going to be able to isolate the tiny little scratches and dings and dents right. until you get there in person, right? And then you get there in person, you're like, wow, that thing's not as nice as that one. I want that one. Oh, that's why it's a thousand dollars more, yep. right? Like it just rings up when you show up. So, and just so we're clear, Andy's talking about the used cars, not the brand. Not new the ones. new ones. The, the brand, new ones come ding and dent free, and, <laughs> and and we don't let the I lot like guys it. smoke in them anymore. No, as of the, last week. But the well, yeah, as of now, I'm going to go back and fix that. I'm sorry, Brian, you can't smoke in new cars anymore. No, I, I mean Doug's known me since I was uh, selling hundred and fifty thousand mile cars and. Uh, you know, doing training yes, programs. Are you tell the story about how you get in? Are you ready to tell it? Uh, my, you mean interviewed in? Yeah. You know, it's a funny deal. The guy who was in half of that interview is now a sales manager for us again, Denny. Denny up in uh, Brooklyn Park. Yeah. Let's say his last name. He's a friend Denny, of mine. Denny Pechtel. Here, Denny Pechtel, you've been called out on the radio. This is your moment. Um, it's, <laughs> it's not going to end well for you in about a minute and a half. But, um, no, uh, yeah, all right. So I'm 22 years old, and the frame of reference for that is still have long hair, 1995, 96, right? And three years removed from literally hitchhiking around the country for two years. Like that was basically quit high school and went and hitchhiked around the country. It was a much better learning experience than Mrs. Gruber's social studies class. Well, and I'm sticking to are. it. Yeah. We'll also go with that. You know, there was dead shows and rainbow <laughs> gatherings and lots of things. So I did that. So we did this for, I did this for about two years, like 92, 93, maybe into 94. I don't really remember. But anyways, as we go into this, I sit down in this interview and, oh, God, how do I even say it? You can bleep me, right? Like, before I tell you what actually happened? Uh, just, we can really. try. Yeah, this sweet. So live, I won't do so it. So, so all know. live. So we'll keep the beeping out. I asked Danny what his, what his response to me was later when he first saw me. And he started swearing and essentially said, my thought was, no way I'm hiring that idiot, right? Like, you look terrible. <laughs> But then he said, you know, I sat down, I'm talking to him for about five minutes. He's like, oh, this guy's going to be able to sell cars. He's going to be great. Like, we got to, I'm going to hire him. So we had a 45-minute interview. It went great. Really professional. I'm starting to see a future at Grossman Chevrolet in Burnsville. I'm getting it. This is what I'm going to go do. Then he's trying to gently tell me to cut my hair. I'm like, dude, I get it. I'll cut it tomorrow. I'll be fine. You know, certain ties. He's like, all right, listen, kid, here's the deal. I... I hire people, and the used car manager hires people. But the only reason the GM lets us hire them is if we agree together. 
So you got to get past my used car manager. Now I'm going to tell you something. We don't let rookies sell used cars. Rookies start in new cars because used cars are where we make money and they're harder. It gives me this laundry list of reasons why used cars. And I don't care. I want a job selling cars. I'm sick of telemarketing, right? And he's like, so you got to get past the used car manager and he's not going to be easy. I go, yeah, okay, fine. So he marches me into the used car manager's office and his name is Greg something and he's about six foot four with a big bushy haircut and his nickname was the friendly giant and he was immediately not friendly and he starts tearing into me right like picks up my resume what do you want to do for your future you know my goal is to sell commercial real estate that's effing stupid why would you want to do that and like we're five minutes in to an Abu Ghraib style interrogation to find out where the bomb is, right? Like, and he's just grilling me. And I'm just doing like, Love I'm it. just like, seriously, dude, I just want to go work for that other guy. Denny seemed nice. Like, what am I going to do with you? But at this point, I'm just starting to rapid fire answer his questions back. And they're, they're getting like more and more personal. And basically, everyone can be summed up with, I'm looking at this. Why are you an idiot? So he's going through the whole thing. So finally picks up my resume. And I, I was an honest guy. I didn't like to lie. So on my resume, they put, did you graduate from high school? And I put no, right? Like, because at that point I had, I go, no. And he goes, why didn't you graduate from high school? I go, I dropped out. He goes, what did you do? I go, and it, by the way, I'm not doing his voice right. I don't remember the guy's last name, but it's real gravelly. Why did you drop out of high school? Right? Like, I mean, he sounded like he'd sounded been. sounded like Aunt Thelma. Yeah, I mean, it sounded like he'd been smoking <laughs> nine packs a day for a long time. Um, why did you drop out of high school? All right. I hitchhiked around the country. Why would you want to do something like that? And I don't know why I told him. He just told him the truth. He goes, well, how'd you make money? And at this point, I'm in for a penny. I'm in for a pound. It had been a rough couple of years back when I was a young idiot. And I go, yeah, you know, I guess I was basically a con artist. Then, oh. there's, then there's about a five-second pause. <laughs> a five-second pause. And he goes, yeah. I think we're going to have you sell used cars. <laughs> so I never got to work directly for Denny. I ended up working in the used car department. I was the only guy there under the age of 50. Of 100. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, literally, I was, they looked at me, and they're like, what did you, how did you get, one guy starts picking on me. I called him dad for the next eight months until he went away. <laughs> I got to tell you a Denny story before we take a break. I met Denny. He worked for me when I was running the Dodge store in Burnsville. He was the new car manager. And he's a really a great guy. He was a college uh, athlete. I think he was a pitcher, played baseball, he coached. He's always in really good shape. Basketball, I thought. I'm pretty sure it's baseball, Man, but he'll probably just correct both of us. And his wife, he, he, he has been married three times. And his uh, final wife is uh, Tamara, and she was a Minnesota KQ babe. Remember when you guys did that stuff? Yeah, oh yeah. So very attractive. They loved each other a lot. Well, then he comes to work one day, and he's just crabbier than hell i mean he's just he's just cracked and i'm trying and, and you know he's kind of a midwestern lutheran keep it in, buttoned in kind of guy you know and um yeah. i'm trying to get it out of him and he finally says you know tamara i had a we had a big fight last night it was not good and i said what do you mean by big like big big he goes no it's i don't think it's over but if it is, I'm going to have to entertain the very real possibility that the previous two Mrs. Pectels weren't all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going to kill us both for telling these stories. Ah, we'll, we're going to take a quick I'm break gonna... and be right back. <laughs> 
Dan Chesky is here from Dan Southside Marine to talk boats in February. 2021 is all about boat inventory or the lack thereof. Dan's has what you're looking for in the color and model you want. So get in and take advantage of the factory incentives and discounts February offers. Why should our listeners shop for a fishing boat at Dan Southside Marine? We have the latest models on display, like the new Revolution. It features rotational seating from Premier Marine and the new Lumacraft FSX crossover fishing ski. Both are getting tons of attention and grabbing sales from the competition. Dan Southside Marine is packed with pontoons from Avalon, Berkshire, and Premier with all the rebates and incentives we mentioned at the top. Get the family out this weekend and come see these amazing pontoons. And be sure to ask about custom-rigged Alumacraft fishing boats this weekend at Dan Southside Marine during our February open house. Dan Southside Marine, six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. Tom Bernard here with my friend John Schwartz, co-owner of AAA Movers, a family-owned part of the Metro since 1964. John, this isn't your first barbecue or a rodeo, is it? You know what, Tom? AAA Movers has been moving Minnesota for over 56 years. Our family business has gone from two trucks to over 50 and proud to say that we're the number one moving company in Minnesota. We believe our success has been earned with time and trust by our customers. Our number one referral is former clients. So maybe it's time you call AAA. If you or someone you care about needs to move from here or there, even if that there is on the other side of the country. I wish I was moving today. If you are, mention Tom Bernard or KQ, and you'll get a free moving box kit with every move, and you'll save 50 bucks off with removal from junk luggers. Your move is always triple guaranteed with AAA Movers. That's their price guarantee, safety guarantee, and satisfaction guarantee. Call 612-588-MOVE or online at aaamovers.com. AAA Movers, you may not move every day, but they do. We are back. Episode 86, final segment of Car Selling Secrets from Walzer Automotive Group. Group? 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 Telling war stories with my good friend Andy Swanson, the uh, general manager of our Hyundai store. We were chatting uh, during the commercial break, and Andy was talking about um, trying to turn this into a commercial for people that might potentially oh. want to sell Hyundais for him. Oh my God! Telling them like it's crazy. We, you know, we have what 300 new cars on the ground, 200 used cars. We're selling. Um, we're going to sell between 225 and 250 this month, um, and we need people. Man, like, it's a wild, fun time up there, but we really are, uh, uh, you know, I'm looking for good salespeople who want to join a tight-knit team, but, you know, I woke up at the start of the month, and I was like, man, I, I'm i just afraid. I think I'm going to be three or four salespeople short. I'm like, yep, I was right. I'm three or four. <laughs> There's so no way. I might be is, eight. How long is the training program now? You know, I, it's an interesting way to ask it. So if you talk to our recruiters, they'll tell you it's a 13-week training program. If you talk to us, we'd tell you that it, we've really modified it into, into over a 13-week period. There are two full weeks of half-day training followed by in-store practice. Um, then about five weeks, you know, on the floor doing. Then another full week of follow-up specific training. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty good deal. I mean, it's it's uh, the part that I like about it is, you know, you ask about the training program, and uh, people have no conception of this. When I started selling cars, they made me watch two videos. They walked me outside. They told me how to greet a customer. And then they said, go talk to that guy. 
right? Like that was the training program in 1996. So here's the training program at Southdale Ford in 1983 when <laughs> Randy Qualley and I started selling cars together. They had 25 of us in the incoming class, 12 of which got fired right out of training. Uh, and to graduate, you had to be able to say the following. Welcome to Southdale Ford. Are you here for the big sale? And the customer would reply, what big sale? Why? The biggest sale in our history. With just a dollar down, you can take home any newer used car. What are you interested in? That's not exactly it, but you know, 35 years, 37 years later, it still sticks in my head. That was what, what passed for automotive training. Yeah, that was pretty. 1996, they said, okay, kid, we call this the okay deal. Oh, we were, so, we were the okay deal, too. Yeah, that oh was the God. okay deal. You're going to say, okay, deal. Like, whatever they say, you're saying, okay, deal. It was uh, it was not an advanced selling program no, built it was on not. integrity. So it's the a the different world. system is completely different. For one thing, there's no negotiating, which is intimidates a lot of new salespeople for the most part. That's the hardest thing for them to learn. So it's like, and the customers hate it. So, you know. 18 years ago, Andrew said, well, we'll just stop doing that. We'll just I, price our cars right. and So it's a different selling system, but it's it's much easier to learn, I think. I, You know, here's the hard part, right? So I tell incoming salespeople when I meet them, there's an interesting deal, right? So we don't have junky cars, and therefore I can't discount it $2,000 to make a deal when, you know, some guy asks, right? So what you really have to do is be willing to learn the product and get good at knowing things, right? Yeah. It's not it's not like the old days when you'd walk people out there and be like, yeah, I think that's a Ford. And you could be, <laughs> I mean, like, you got to know what you're doing. But then on the other hand, now we pay salary. We have great benefits. There's a great bonus system, yeah. you know. People make a good living. No, they figured out that turnover is really expensive, and it's a lot of brain damage. Yeah, I have a I have a really good team, and uh, you know, it, it's an interesting one for me because the pandemic has actually we expected that if we needed people during this with eight percent unemployment, we'd get our pick. But I think it's put people in a tough position, right? Because the people I like to hire the most are and uh, bartenders, servers, waiters, waitresses, people with people skills. Yeah, and they're used to retail hours, right? Yeah. So that's where I came from. I mean, I'd waited tables. I'd been a telemarketer. Like, you're used to working till you 9, 10 p.m. one of those a-holes that called me about my ex car's extended service contract. No, no, no. We didn't have auto dialers back then. So I had to actually sit in a smoking office and uh, <sighs> dial for dollars mm. in 1993. What were you selling? Furnace and air duct cleanings. Oh, wow. Oh, well, what's something actually people need? Yeah. Yeah, that's what we told ourselves. So, um, oh, <laughs> nice. Oh God, I love it. So, if somebody wants to uh, explore these opportunities, how do they get a hold of you? Walzer.careers.com, or just come on into Hyundai if you want to sit down and talk. Yeah, just call Andy up. Yeah, because some then you can meet them, and you know it, it's an interesting thing. Like you know, we meet people. It doesn't fit everybody, and not everybody fits us. Right, like those two things are real, but man, I continue to live in this era where here's what I'd say about the car industry. I told that story that I don't tell very often, so now the radio knows. Right, uh, I told that story about my first job. Hey, I I dropped out of high school. I hitchhiked around the country. The lovely part about the car industry that's still true, it is the great equalizer. Yeah, we don't care who you are and what you came from. If you can do the job ethically, competently, well, and you're good with people, you will make a living. You can come take my job. Like, that's it. So I'll tell you a story about a friend of Tom's who uh, comes into the podcast. The first time I met him was a few years ago when we were downtown. And he was the manager at the New Hope Cinema Grill. 
and an amateur chef, and he'd bring in ribs all the time. And one day, and he's, uh, I don't know, he's probably either side of 50, I'm guessing. And his nephew was selling at the Chrysler store. Super nice guy. And he says, Doug, do you think, do you think I could sell cars? And I'm like, okay, let's see. Super nice. You're in retail. <laughs> you're a people person. You're just a wonderful human being. So that's Jerry Eaton at uh, Toyota. Yeah. And it's, six months later, made it to team lead. It's like, best job in the world. It's not a complicated gig. I mean, really, get to know your product, understand what people want, make friends, try and remember to ask them for $30,000 and move on with your life. Well, I think that's the hardest part. Yeah. For a lot of people, they struggle with the asking, because you're asking closing questions. You know, do you want to buy the car? I make no bones about it. When you come, if somebody's sitting in my dealership and I'm showing them, a Tucson, and we haven't. I mean, the hardest part is with new. With new cars, you have incentives that are going to end. Right. Right. Like, I actually would feel terrible if I if you left and came back four days later and the incentives went down. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm sorry, I didn't tell you that could happen. I I feel obligated. Yeah. So, so people understand how it works. Manufacturers change their incentive programs every month and the last person that they tell is the dealer yeah we really don't know some of them hyundai's are usually pretty consistent right no oh i mean like i here's what i would tell you is hyundai is consistently aggressive but they move their aggressive points right like so right now you can so leasing right now if you want to sign and drive a lease and i actually like to be really clear about this because you'll see a lease advertisement doug knows this but most consumers don't. You look at an advertisement for a lease, it'll say zero down. And that, that's only $3,500. That, that means, yeah, roughly on a midsize sedan, that's about $2,000 in the state of Minnesota. It's brutal. So you can sign and drive a lease for two forty nine dollars a month on a Sonata right now. You can zero down a lease for like one eighty nine. It's It's a crazy cheap deal. But next month, that might move. Right, so, so they might focus on a different model, which is that's exactly right. It's going to shift around now. If I'm betting, I'm going to have a good spring for Sonatas. It's what we do, and Konas and Tucsons. You know, I checked out that new N line, the Turbo Sonata. It looks like a rocket ship. It's almost 300 horsepower, which is just crazy. It, they figured out their performance division about a year and a half ago. They yeah. came out with an N line Veloster, and we were all kind of a little like, really, that's what you're going to do for performance as a Veloster? I mean, I want to be clear, it wasn't our best selling model. Uh, and then they dropped on my lap a 275 horsepower go kart with a locking rear diff. It's <laughs> terrifying. To drive and handles great and i'm like well this is legit i mean uh, instant credibility that i didn't know that they had an inline oh, uh, veloster it is honestly it came out the first year it came out with summer tires and dan flom my new car manager and i took that thing for a drive in february almost died parked <laughs> it took the keys <laughs> no they come in a stick yeah oh they do speed. oh yeah all right that's getting the yeah they rare. move they're, they We hired, I can't remember the guy's name, but Hyundai hired, I mean, they just did the smart thing. They went right to Germany and stole half of BMW and said, make it fast and sexy and let's go. And they did. It, they made it real. You know, I went to Korea, and this is God, almost over 10 years ago on a Hyundai trip. And he told me it's, that. It's an interesting company. They really, and, and an interesting country as well. You know, it's a homogen, pretty much a homogenous society. There are some people there from all over the world. But when you spend time with Hyundai, you realize that their goal is to take over the entire world. And if you spend time with them, you think, yeah, they might actually do it. Now, the downside of that is they've had some wonderful people that have run Hyundai in the U.S. back to Finn O'Neill, who was the guy that started the 
10-year, 100,000-mile warranty to John Kraftchik, who's now working for Google and the whole uh, uh, Waymo project. But these guys, they have one bad quarter, and you'd think the North Koreans are running the company because they get they, they just fire rockets at them, and they're gone. I think Hyundai's a little—I mean, I so I have an interesting one. My sister's Korean, and she was adopted mm -hmm. um, in 77, and I, I look at Hyundai, and I remember and realize that uh, in when I was born, they were really poor oh, and yeah. really struggling. Yep. And in the space of my lifetime, they've gone from a third world country to a first world country yep. that's massively industrialized. And the reality is they're just focused. Yeah. They don't want to lose. They want to have a great product. They just want to win. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to get behind. It, it's so different than the U.S. because... You know, it real. You're right. It, it, it's more of a. It's a unified culture, wow. whereas, you know, we're all over the place, which I personally think is really cool. Well, I think more than that, we we don't give. Um, I I actually think like so when I deal with these guys and I I start to try and look at things from their point of view, this is a country that's got a nuclear neighbor that they're still at war with, with yeah. nothing but an armistice. I mean, if Canada had nukes pointed at us and we had armed guards on the border, we might feel different about going to breakfast in Thunder Bay. I mean, it's not like it's just not. <laughs> I haven't thought about thing. that. Yeah, like it's they've got a really different life. And then the guys right across the water, Japan, you know, they they're competitive with. But yeah. 80 years ago, they were in a shooting war. So well, I mean, it's well, yeah, and, really and, different and, and history. And enslaved a lot of women. So. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. enmity there. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so there's no love lost between the Koreans and the I, Japanese. I do think it's never come up in a meeting. It's never there. But I, I really do think those guys go to bed just thinking, okay, this is the plan to catch Honda, Toyota, and Nissan. It might take two decades, but we're doing it. A lot of manufacturers are – I think the, the Volkswagen people are saying the same thing, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, but it's personal to these guys. Andy? Dougie? It flew by. I, you know, I love doing this with you guys. This. You've got great stories and interesting. If you're interested in, you just drive into the Hyundai store in Eastern Maple Grove. and Eastern Maple Grove. <laughs> so I just want to remind the city of Brooklyn Park that I like you, and that's not me, and please don't mess with my parking. I actually got that from Ellie Swenson. She Did you one. really? Yeah. You know what's funny is I actually thought it was in Maple Grove the first time I went there. It's right on the border. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, you're right next to Osseo, too, right? Yeah, it's closer to the shops on Elm Creek or is Arbor Lake yeah. than it is um, to oh, like, yeah, Brooklyn right. Center. Yep. It's way over there. So it's a fun place. We've got some exciting guests coming up in the next uh, month or so. Mike Vec, the uh, president of the St. Paul Saints, is going to join us to talk about all the changes that uh, becoming part of the Twins organization is going to have on the Saints. And in talking to Lane Christensen, apparently a lot of the cool stuff is going to stay in place. So that's exciting. Um, uh, Scott Lambert, the president of the Minnesota Auto Dealers Association, will be in in a couple of weeks to talk about the First ever that they're going to do this uh, auto show up at the state fairgrounds in May. So it's uh, a lot of cool stuff. Are they doing the state fair this year? Uh, it's it's scheduled to occur. Now, whether that happens or not, I think, you know, all like right anything, if, if we get another huge yeah. wave, all this stuff goes away. But, you know, I'm encouraged. I got my first uh, vaccine shot two days ago. I got to drive down to Rochester to get it. And. There, it's it's coming. The supplies are ramping up, and it's going to get uh, for people that want it. I think I think Biden's right in that by the middle or end of May, anybody that wants one in the country will have the opportunity to get one. So. It it feels like um, you know I I had a I had a customer kind of come tell me they were a little unhappy with the amount of people on my show floor, um, 
but what's crazy is we're we were running appointment um we were running appointments yeah. only but what's wild is it feels like it's coming back to normal i mean we have it's a saturday in that place and people come out now just to walk the lot and that hasn't happened in a year that's because they've been cooped up Good. for a year yeah, yeah. We'll be back next week. Thank you very much. Tune in next Thursday for episode 87 of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secret, 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 Secret. Secret.